Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. The hitting is extra hard this week on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Here's the snap belt high. Pass a dart caught ball. First down inside the 25. It is a caught ball by Chris Godwin. And that just should about do it. The Bucs shut out Carolina and win the NFC South. This is a wild card week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at WarrenAllen.com. Wildcard Week with Isaac and Souk on 1080. Just yeah, keep it about us. The Fan. All right. Nice to have you on. It's a big, uh, big day. Busy day. Big day, busy day. It's uh, 406 with Isaac. That's me, Big Souk's right over there. Uh, we lost Nick Saban today. He has retired. And we spoke about that uh, yeah, he, ad nauseum. Yeah, he didn't die. <laughs> uh, he is dead. Rest in peace, Nick Saban. Uh, Dan Lanning, the one of the uh, top names on their list. Yeah. We discussed that at length in the first hour. Now, we also have Pete Carroll retiring. And he, unfortunately, well, not retiring. He he moves into an advisory role with the Seahawks. They basically shoved him out of the coaching <laughs> job. But that one is taking a back seat. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, Pete's one of the best to ever do it. Yes. I mean, at nas- all levels. National championships at USC, Super Bowl at, at, in Seattle, should have won two Super Bowls. Problem is, is that Nick Saban has seven national championships and ah. isn't one of the best. He is the best college football coach of all time. But if you wanted to say who's like him and Jimmy Johnson, Pete, of the coaches that have done both, Jimmy's probably the only one with a better resume. Yeah, Pete's a, he's a legend. Yes. There's no question. Best coach the Seahawks ever had. Oh, 100%. And it's there for 14 years. I think only Bill and Tomlin have been there longer. And the thing I like about Pete Carroll is once they got it rolling there and it didn't take them long through all the different versions of this team from, you know, the, 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 the first day he got there to going through the Russell Wilson, you know, phase and then transitioning away from Russ, they were never irrelevant. They just weren't. No, he kept them. He he kept like this year. It's like yeah. yes, they weren't great. Yeah, but they but, were nine and eight. But they were never irrelevant under Pete Carroll. And, That's, and he's a good coach. Yeah, he's a hell of a coach. Um, and the I, you and know, the you accomplishments could, are are massive. Yeah, I mean you, we we know that. I I guess you know first place I go is well should he be forced out of there? And I see both sides of it. I 
you know, he's he's a legend. There's no question, and he still has the energy. It's I, I you know, this whole idea that the game's passed him by. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I think they he's made some changes on his staff, and their offense was was better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think he he gets, I think he gets it, but at the same time, I totally see why they may be moving on. And it sounds like. Uh, Dan Quinn may be the guy. Yeah, there were a lot. Well, obviously he has ties there. When yeah. you know they went he's to been the, there twice. he's been there twice, and and he was a. I think he was the head coach in Atlanta for five six years and was successful. He was, for God's sakes, he was twenty eight to three. Yeah, he's a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a coach. But and, I and just look at what he's like... done down in Dallas. So yes, I, I think it was. I'm trying to remember who the reporter was, but it was one of the national like NFL guys said Dan Quinn to Seattle. Mark it down in pen. Yeah, it sounds like. If you're going to move on from Pete, you know. they don't take this lightly, no. right? Like Jody Allen sent out a big thing about, you know, very, um, you know, just praising Pete Carroll. It's like, hey, it's, we figured it, it's time now to move him out of the head coaching role and into yeah. an advisory role. It's a very nice way of putting that they fired him. But I, I would imagine <laughs> that they don't do that without knowing who they're going to get, right? Like you don't just, well, let's see if maybe, you know, a, co- a hot coordinator or something. Nah, I think. Nah. Dan Quinn's probably always been in the back of their mind. And you mentioned that, I don't know who the reporter was, but somebody did mention that the Seahawks have always yeah. had a problem uh, since Dan Quinn left that their defense never just, never got back to the Dan Quinn level. Now, Dan Quinn had a lot of, had he had the best roster. Mm. Uh, but Dan Quinn, I mean, look at what he's doing with the Cowboys. He's a hell of a coach. He is, a, he is an excellent coach. And he's a guy who you knew was going to get another shot as an NFL head coach. Yeah. And it, it, it does make a lot of sense uh, that he would be the guy uh, well, in Seattle. If you think that, that Pete has one or two more years, and you know, and he said he wanted to come back for the seven, his, it would have been his 15th season there. He would have been 73 going into 74 next, you know, if he would have stayed for an, another year. And you feel like Dan Quinn is your next guy. And John Schneider, who, by the way, is is elevated. One of the reasons behind this is that Pete has had operational control of the Seahawks. Pete Carroll picked John Schneider. So when Pete got the job, him and, and, and Paul Allen sat down and he talked about it in the press conference. And Pete said, no, let me pick my GM. So Pete handpicked Schneider and they have a wonderful relationship. But make no mistake about it, Pete Carroll was the lord and savior and king poobah of that organization. And it sounds like it was time to transition to John Schneider. And if John Schneider felt and, and, and convinced Jody Allen and the powers that be that Dan Quinn is indeed the guy we want to go get, Dan Quinn probably wasn't going to be around in another year. So it does make sense to say, Pete, I understand, but we're not in contention to win a title. You're not winning a Super Bowl in the next two years. We're probably going to have to go in a new direction at quarterback. We need to change directions. And if Dan's the guy to do it, doesn't that make sense that Pete Carroll would understand that? Because he wasn't mad. That press conference was all love and rainbows, and I love John Schneider, and I'm going to my advisory role. That, to me, seems, and I'll bet you as this goes on that we hear more about this, I'm guessing that that was the conversation of Pete. We And Pete said in the press conference, he said, we've lost our edge to be great. Like, being good isn't good enough. And I think that's kind of where all this stems for, is that Pete knows that it's going to be a little bit, and he's not going to be around in two or three years. So if Dan's the guy, you do it now. Pete's still a part of it. Schneider gets elevated, final control, and away you go. 
Here is uh, Pete. I think this is a little bit of what you were talking about at that press conference today. If you did, if you guys didn't catch it, here's a little bit of that. It's about a minute long, uh, him talking about mutually agreeing on the change. For a variety of reasons, um, we, we have mutually agreed uh, to set a new course and uh, for the club um, to, to take on new leadership. And uh, that's just a decision that's been made. And, and uh, um, there's a lot that went into that and a lot that went behind that. And uh, uh, for all my guys, I, I think you know how, how much I probably competed uh, for our perspective and, and our standpoint and, and, and all of that. I freaking didn't back off for an instant. And, and uh, what's going to happen now is the process will start to get new new leadership here, and then that'll be uh, on Johnny's, Johnny's docket. He's going to get after that and, and make that happen with help of ownership and all that, and we'll, we'll be supporting them as much as possibly can happen uh, so that they can do a great job with it. Um, I'm so grateful to the coaches uh, that have been with us uh, for so many years. Also, all of the coaches that have been here for the years before um, that put up with my stuff and, and uh, found way, you know, to bring it to life daily. And uh, I have great gratitude for that. Sounds a little tongue-tied there. Yeah, yeah. It, it was emotional, and he, he again he goes on. I think he called his wife uh, the angel of 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 his life, and mm-hmm. and got emotional. It was a really I, I don't know if you saw much of it, but I was watching the press conference. I was it was nice. It got me a couple times. I was like, oh damn, Pete. Don't think and, I've seen him so emotional. No, ever. And, and, and by the way, you could. He even says in there too. Pete wants to keep coaching. He just the mutually again. This is why I go back to the new direction. Losing the edge to be great. He gets it. Elevating John Schneider to make final say. Pete saw the writing on the wall, and he had one or two more years left, and it just wasn't good enough to do this again. He knows that they don't. They they cannot be great the way this is assembled, and so major changes have to be. And it makes total sense to actually have the guy that's going to be the coach in three or four years to be the one at the the forefront of, of that. And, and who wants to at 73 to give up the control that you've had for 15 years. And that sounds like that was a no brainer where they were like, Hey, Schneider's the guy now. And we're, we're moving on. Here's a little more. It's been an honor and a thrill to be part of this program. And, uh, I've loved every minute of it. And, uh, you've watched me love it (laughs) in particular. Um, and it's, it's, it's exciting that, that there's such a future, uh, uh, here and, and you can see it and we we know what's happening and, and, uh, it's bright and the club's got great places to go and there's great chances. It don't ever happen automatically. There's a lot of work to be done and all of that, but the future is bright. So the next question is, and we'll ask this when we get back, uh, would another franchise hire Pete right now, and would he go? Is he going to coach again? <laughs> That's an interesting question. Yeah. And, and look, since he got there, remember, he went 7-9 in his first year, and they won the division, and they lost in the divisional game to the, to the Bears. But, like, 7-9, but you won the division made the playoffs. And after that, the next 13 seasons, he had two seasons where he was he, he didn't 500 or better. I mean, his record there is... That's why I said they were never irrelevant for one season since he got there. And that's, in the NFL, that's a hell of an accomplishment. All right, we'll get to that next.
It's 4.15 on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, Nick Saban retires at Alabama. Pete Carroll is out in Seattle. He'll be an advisor. Do you think that uh, Carroll wants to coach? Yes, he made that clear. In he the, did? Yeah, okay, I he, didn't he wants to. He wants to coach. Do you think an NFL team will give him a shot to coach? No, he's done. Why? Is he 72? Like, what are you doing? How long are you... No one hires a coach thinking he's going to be there for two to three years, and Pete's not going to coach until he's 76 or, you know, come on. Really? This is totally fantasy scenario for me, but it would never happen. He's not going to get along with the owner, but Carolina... That that five year reclamation nah. project for Pete Carroll, like one last go around. Really? You want you want a seventy seven year old Pete Carroll? Uh, you know what? It's better than what they've had the last. It, you know what? Even I would say those last three years of Ron Rivera. That's better than what they had. So yes, I, no I one, would. No one hires a seventy four, seventy five year old coach, and especially no one, a defensive guy. But he's not seventy four, seventy five. He's seventy two. And I, I well, think he to, he will be when this season happens. He'll be seventy three. And but no I think one's... to his point though, he's saying you know Pete Carroll could be a stopgap. You know if you've got a guy because one he's got experience being a you know sort of a. Um, GM, yeah, right. Like he's a guy who yes. who is involved in that process, and you kind of need some help in that regard. Like he's an older guy who can come in, set a culture. There you go. Uh, you know, um, help you. You know, kind of identify some guys, build it the way he built it, and then he's you know he hands it off to to the young coach in three years or whatever. I mean, I don't know yeah, that I that just... if there is a scenario where he returns, I could see that one being I would more be plausible. shocked, full on head to the carpet sewn. Uh, Clark W. Griswold, if he coaches somewhere else, like again, it's just he's a, in an offensive league. He's a defensive guy. In the last two years, they've been fine, nine and eight. Uh, he's a hell of a guy. He's energetic. He's a culture guy. It's hard to replicate Pete's culture. What you know, it just doesn't. 
like you said, the only way it would work is that if Pete had some young, young assistant or a young GM and it would, like you said, it was a full on coach GM and waiting thing, but no one's turning their franchise over again to a guy that's going to be 73 at the start of the NFL season. So, which is why I, th- I think you saw one Pete be emotional and say that he may want to do it, but it's why he's going to be in the advisory role there. He'll be a part of Seattle. He'll still be hanging around, but he knows he knows that it's it's time and and you see this a lot with with um with coaches that don't necessarily go out like on awful terms but they do go out at least in college you can get another job you know at some little small place or whatever but there's only 32 of these jobs and no one's given one to Would Pete someone Carroll. hire belichick uh, again i don't think there will be a robust market for him but I, would I, someone hire him I think there's a better chance of that, but again, he's how, the same age. He's the same age. I, I, again, I don't think so. I think if Bill's done in New England, I think he's done. Again, is Bill willing to work with a GM? Are, are you trying to set the culture? How long can you expect him to coach? Again, you want to. It, it appears that the game is passed by Bill more than it has Pete. The only reason that that I think Bill would get the benefit of the doubt is again, Bill's the goat. Pete's very good and a Hall of Famer. Bill's the goat, but I don't hear anyone knocking down Bill Belichick's door if he hangs it up or if he gets pushed out in New England. Certainly, I wouldn't trust Bill to to around my young quarterback. Let's say I'm Washington or Chicago's actually keeping Eberflus for some godforsaken reason. So let's just go with let's go with Washington, right? Washington is going to is is picking number two, and and they're going to draft you know Drake May or whoever, right? Whoever the the number two coach, Aiden Daniels. Do you really want to say coming into this league, Jaden Daniels, you know what we're going to do? You, we're going to give you to Bill Belichick and Bill isn't going to be here for five years, but you know, it's probably good for another two or three. Yeah. We trust him to really, really grow and nurture. And he's really going to connect with the 22 year old African-American quarterback. Yeah. This is, it's just, it just it doesn't work. So no, I, I think if, if Bill has another year in new England, that's one thing, but I think if he gets pushed out next, I don't think you see Bill or Pete surface again, other than in an advisory sort of role. Yeah, I think it's funny that, you know, Belichick, for one more year in New England, somehow makes sense when no nobody else would hire him, yeah. right? It's like, why are you bringing him back? Yeah. <laughs> nobody wants him. Like, no. you, you wouldn't want him if he were on the market, so why are you bringing him back? Yeah. By the way, would you care to guess what the oldest NFL coach in history that's ever coached? How old? I thought Howard. Did you say NFL? NFL. Oh well, in college, I thought wasn't Howard Schnellenberger out there until he was eight hundred? He was, well, and that's what I'm saying. Some of those college guys, you can bum around lesser programs, and someone will hire you. But I'm not talking college. Well, going, I'm, going I'm guessing NFL. it's Pete Carroll. Romeo Cornell at 73 years old is the oldest guy to ever coach a, a NFL game. George Hallis, 72 years old. Marv Levy, 72 years old. Pete Carroll, number four right now. Yeah, Schnellenberger was 77. So why on earth <laughs> is someone going to hire Pete Carroll, who's already the fourth oldest, and by the way, if he coached next year, would indeed be the oldest to ever do it. And you're telling me that you're going to get him to stick around for you? That's your plan? Is that he's going to he's going to be 75, 76? Well, I it's guess, not. It's it's not. Okay, I get it. But to my point, why would you bring back Belichick then? Like, I, what what they, is the point of they that? They shouldn't. 
They should exactly. The only reason you what are bring, they doing? The only reason they bring back Bill is because of what he had done. You know, it's a terrible also, reason. You, you said yesterday Robert Kraft will not yeah, want to pay him there to was, do nothing. I, I forget who it was. One of the uh, might have been Bill Cower. I don't know. One of the guys on the 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 NFL shows said. Everything I know about Robert Kraft is he is not keen to paying Bill, and Bill gets paid a lot. He's the highest paid coach in in uh, North American sports. Robert Kraft may not be keen on paying Bill to not coach, and may not be keen on firing the greatest coach of all time. But if you bring Bill back, all you're doing like again, it's it's not Zappy. They're going to draft their quarterback, and you're just. You're just delaying the inevitable, and uh, no offense to Bill, maybe if because there's a rumor too that that uh, that old Joshy might come back and be willing to work with with Nick Daniels. Yeah, that he may be he may be willing to come back, and maybe that would sit a yeah. it would sit a little bit better. But I don't want to turn over my first year quarterback to Bill Belichick and whoever the hell is offensive coordinators. At least he brought back Bill O'Brien. You at least knew what he was doing, but again, that didn't work well with Mac Jones and, and Zappy. So I just, I don't know what well, Robert Kraft's doing, but both of those just feel like it's, and at least Seattle realized that it's it's time. Yeah, I was gonna say that that get, then then you give credit to Seattle, yeah, because they realize it. And Seattle's not even bad. Seattle was one win away from the yeah. playoffs. New England, freaking sucks. They should hire Bill Schneider. <laughs> How old's Bill Schneider? Eighty four. <laughs> And he was 79 when he retired at Kansas State. <laughs> I mean, the Joe, second Paul, time. Joe Paul was in his 80s, right? He was like 83, I think. When oh, he got yeah. Yeah, yeah he, there you go. He, he was so and, old. and by the way, like, he died shortly thereafter. My favorite, my favorite Penn State story Ooh. of all time. What year did he die? It was like a year or two after the whole scandal. So oh, how it long... was less than that. It was months after. So however long ago that, that was. 2012. 2012. Oh, so, it was like a long time ago. My my favorite my favorite Joe Paterno like he, Joe Paterno had nothing to do with that program. And I had one of these coaches, Lavelle Edwards, rest in peace. Great guy. I had nothing bad to say about Lavelle Edwards. When I got to BYU, I did not appreciate the fact that Lavelle Edwards did nothing. Norm Chow was my head coach for four years. Lavelle Edwards took naps out at practice for God's sake. He would sit in his golf cart and he fell asleep during practice. And then like we like you'd look over there and be like, hey, is Lavelle asleep. Lavelle asleep, and then Norm would tell you to shut up in his Polynesian accent. And then at the end of the practice, Lavelle would come over and tell us where we were going to eat dinner that night. And then you know whatever. Rah rah team. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just he was there. He was a figurehead. Uh, he got my dumb ass to go there. But Joe Pa Terrell Pryor was the number one recruit in the country. The number one recruit of all positions. And Terrell Pryor lived like a hundred miles from the Penn State campus. Like, like, he was in their backyard. And Terrell Pryor said that Joe Paterno could not be bothered to visit Terrell Pryor because Joe Paterno didn't go out on recruiting trips. Hmm. And they were like, like, like Terrell Pryor, well, you can go find it. He was like, I couldn't believe it. Terrell Pryor's family was like, are you serious? Like, every other school in the country is beating down our door and your head coach can't be bothered to get in a car and have someone drive him like an hour and a half to visit the number one player in the country who wants to come to Penn State. And where did he end up going? Uh, oh, yeah, Ohio State. Like, that's what Joe Paterno was. Like, it was a joke. So at the end when people were like, oh, Joe Paterno's still doing it. No, he's not. 
just like Bobby Bowden was. He was 84. He was 84. And Bobby Bowden at the end. None of these guys coach. They're just there. And he died at 85. They're there to to raise money and the boosters love them. It's a weekend at Bernie's thing, no, for d- God's sake. Wasn't he like fired mid-season because that's when all the Sandusky stuff, and then he died like in January after the season, right? It was not long. I would also like to point out that all of these things that we've talked about, that under no circumstances would you hire a 74 or 75-year-old man to run your college football program just would never happen. You wouldn't hire a 75-year-old man to run anything. I want you to realize that the two people that will run for president of this country are both significantly older than what we just talked about. So just saying. (laughs) Can't be trusted to run Penn State or Florida State or the Seahawks, but running the most powerful nation on the planet? Absolutely. Either one of them. (laughs) That sounds like a great idea. Holy hell. All right, uh, let's move on. I've got another door plug follow-up. This is door plug follow-up number four. Uh, on in the news, hot plug talk. I'm Is here gonna for get it. me going. Well, probably. All right. And uh, another Alaska flight with an emergency landing at PDX. I'm flying Alaska later this this month. I don't. I don't it's getting wild out there. I don't like this. I looked up my flight to Vegas next month. Yeah. Not the 737 <laughs> Max Nine. <laughs> Woo! So then it was some sort of I don't know what they call it what the plane was but then i had to go look it up as if i as if i would understand anything i'm reading With about all the aeronautical knowledge that you've accrued yeah. over your lifetime yeah. you're I was like well let me see if this is a good plane or not <laughs> was it like an embraer a little smaller regional what no what uh, is i'll tell you it was a called a, what an embraer yeah look at schultz over there master of the skies uh embraer i'm only flying airbuses from now on uh, that's the, i'm trusting the british I don't know. I'll tell you next. I'll, I'll go find it. Going with the Brits. Uh, here is Schultz with Sports Center. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. So I looked it up. So I've got uh, flight to Vegas next month. Ah. Uh, Alaska. 737-800 winglet. That's what they call it. A winglet? Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but uh, I looked it up and I approved. I think winglet means it's a bit of a smaller variation. but that's It all. doesn't look small. But it's, uh, I think it's some sort of technology. I was reading about it today. It sounded cool. And uh, I got to tell you. You're going down. With my deep, <laughs> with my deep aviation <laughs> background, I approve of the winglet. And I'm glad it's not a 737 Max 9 or whatever they're called. I'd rather it be the 9 than the 8. The 8 was the one with the rudder problems that people were crashing yeah. and dying. At least the plug is just the, you know, I, I get scared and my shirt comes off. So check this, uh, Meatball of Meatball fame. Yes. He's flying to Miami on Thursday uh, for some reason. <laughs> All right. And his flight was just canceled because he uh, was on the, the 737 
Max 9 or whatever. Yeah, all those planes got grounded. It's not like they just have a bunch of spares ready to roll out. And quite frankly, I'm not certain that I'd want the, the spare plane. Yeah, he's got rebooked, but yeah. yeah. He's three for three. His last three flights have been canceled. Ooh, bad omen. It's not going well for him. It is January 10, 2024. It's time for In the News. I'm your newsman. Hello, thank you. Thank you so much. Having a good time today. It is Houseplant Appreciation Day. I don't have any houseplants. You don't have one houseplant? I don't think so. Really? I'm trying to think. Houseplants are great. I've tried a couple bonsais. I kill them. Uh, my gal always puts one up in the uh, the bathroom, but it always dies. So, no. I think I've got a couple fakers, but uh, I do not believe that I have a... We do flowers a bunch. You know, we, we get flowers quite a bit. Fresh put flowers. Fresh flowers. That's but, always nice. But I do not believe... I don't believe we have a plant. Mm. Well, I for one appreciate houseplants. We're a, we're a houseplant murdering sort of family. And it is a it is a peculiar people day. Oh, really? Do you know anybody who's really peculiar? I know lots of people that are peculiar. Who's it, the most peculiar guy at the fan? Isn't peculiar offensive now? Why is that offensive? I, I just I don't know. I kind of thought it meant weird, but maybe I'm maybe I'm. Well, well it so kind of does. Maybe could odd be, could be unique. Yeah, unique. At the fans. Yeah, Who who's the most peculiar guy at the fan? That's probably Swagard, right? Yeah, he's pretty peculiar. He's man. pretty. Yeah, he's a different. He's a different sort of cat. He's you know I can't quite put my finger on what he's got going on. Nah, that's why he's peculiar. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, glad we covered that. Some parts of Portland and southwest Washington got snow this morning. We got drilled last night. Three at, inches. At my place. So she said, we got uh, we got quite a bit. Didn't really stick or anything she in the morning. She said she got three inches. <laughs> yeah. That's enough, right? Southwest Washington. A <laughs> lot of southwest Washington three inches. Let me tell you, it's plenty. Somebody said, conspiracy theory, we're making planes come back to Portland to help us get back to number one voted airport. I like it. <laughs> well, another Alaska flight. Um, anybody have any other hot snow commentary? Although it was not a thing at my house. But a, a wintry mix. Up at, the, I'm sure up at like, you know, yeah. the West Hills and yeah, all that. Yeah, higher. Um, us pours down here, we were fine. I will tell you that no one that I've ever met gets more excited about snow than my gal. Mm. It's unbelievable. I'll give you my wife. Yeah? Same sort of it'd thing? Be, it'd be a battle. Like, she wh- gets, she not only gets fired up, she gets very scared. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. above driving and oh, yeah. preparing. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my God. We were sitting on the couch and uh, last night, and she goes, it looks like it's almost snowing out there. She goes, look at the size of those those raindrops. And I was like, whatever. I keep watching what I'm doing. And then she goes, oh, my! And, like, jumps off <laughs> off the couch runs to the back and then runs back as if to tell me that like ninjas are breaking into the house and that is an indeed snow and then she immediately had to go to the phone and look up the weather forecast like when you see it's snowing yes but we had to know how much it was a whole thing and then she went outside and then she has to like see how cold it is she has to see what's happening with the snow experience it it's a whole thing it is i contend that snow is one of the most overrated things in in the planet on the earth (laughs) i never overrated i never left the couch i was one of these that's great honey that's give me another thing that's cool about snow other than it can be pretty well if you're into snow sports yeah i was gonna say i snowmobiling sounds awesome and it is awesome i do like a good snow machine but i'm not a skier i'm not a snowboarder no i do like drinking at the lodge though 
which is really the only reason why a snowmobile is to go to the lodge and then drink. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. For the second time in five days, an Alaska Airlines flight had to make an unplanned landing at Portland International Airport. This was uh, yesterday. Remember, we were talking about Dusty finding the. <laughs> there was a random. There was a Dusty found an airplane seat sitting on the side of the road outside of like Germantown Road. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like, and then wait, we were like, well, maybe there's another one. The, the, yeah, another the, door plug. The plugs just aren't issue. holding like they used to. Back in my day, plugs held. Well, there is. Uh, there was another flight uh, that, that had to make an emergency landing. Uh, this one, they reported communication issues. Mm. Uh, they were flying from Seattle to Honolulu when the issue occurred. And the plane landed safely around 1230 well, in the afternoon. I can only imagine how angry you would be if your Hawaii flight landed due to communication issues. You may lose it. Well, yeah, again... Okay, communication issues. Go to Honolulu and deal with it there. <laughs> Over the open ocean, Rob? Yes. Really? God. Yes. Over the open ocean. What's the worst that can happen? Don't answer that. <laughs> I need to get to Hawaii. And, and what does communication issues even mean? Come on. You probably can't communicate <laughs> with the tower. Well, they're probably too chatty anyway. <laughs> Shut up. What if you what if you had to turn around? It turned out that the Shut pilot up. just had flicked the wrong switch. Like he had turned off exactly. the com, he turned off the comms. Uh, Alaska twelve ninety five. How you doing up there? What'd you have for lunch? <laughs> really? I don't I don't think you're allowed to fly without you comms. Shut up. <laughs> I don't think you can you can just lose an airplane. Well, I know, but you're already in the air, so you <laughs> might as well go to where you're going. Yeah, I keep going. Can't talk to anybody anyway. Why are you talking to the people in Portland? How'd you land in Portland? What's the difference? Land in Honolulu. <laughs> Honolulu is they nice. They should put me in charge. <laughs> put you in charge of all flight paths. I think all those profiteers would like somebody like you running their companies. You, right. you're, you're not wrong. Like on 9-11 when they had to ground every single airplane, and Rob's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Where's, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are, we, are we going nice places? Ah, we'll be fine. You'll be fine. Jamaica? <laughs> They're not bombing Jamaica. Keep it open. Let's go. The documentary on that, though, the the task of having to land all those airplanes, I, I forget the name of it. It's, it's out there. You can find it on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. It's incredible. I did not realize the task that the whatever the Federal Transportation Board or whatever that has to keep track of all those planes in the air at once. It's insane. Okay, you ready for door plug follow-up number four? Love, You know I love the plug talk. You love a good plug. Love it. Love it. I'll get to that next. Oh! Let me see what I did there. You're teasing the plug. Damn. Yeah, we got the latest on Alaska Airlines and the uh, investigation into their door plugs. Next on The Fan. I feel good. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, this is in the news for Jan 10, 2024. Can you believe that? 2024. Wow. I mean, seriously, wow. I know. Wow. It's just another year getting older. A lot more gray, more rickety. What? I'm 35. Whoa. I think I'm realizing, or I will be 35 in a month and a half, and I think I'm realizing this is uh, more the midlife point for most than, than like 40 or 50. You're hitting that crisis, are you? Gonna get a, gonna you get start a... to think, like, Wait, yeah. What? A lot of people die in their 70s. I'm near halfway there. She'll also be buying oh a leather God. jacket pretty soon. Probably. Dying his hair. I still got to get my Miata. Your Miata. Schultz's, oh. Schultz's dream car. You were gone, but he, 
He is. is really? His dream car is a convertible Miata. It's either a BMW Z3, or I, I'm the Roadster guy, or because of my grandpa, rest in peace. Miata. Love you very much, Papa. He always drove around a 91 silver Mazda Miata. And I... dare laughing at him? It's, dare, it's dare, sentimental. I dare to dream! God, you're a D. What? I'm excited for him. He's got a he's got an achievable dream. I have a Miata story. Ooh. So I was a young up and coming radio star. Okay. Radio host. No, in, Mr. Uh, A-lister over there. I get it. At Intercom Radio. And uh, I was outside with a guy who was smoking a cigarette out in the front of our building back when smoking cigarettes were a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy was a prominent DJ on local radio because you know we have a bunch of radio stations yep and I set my I I had a coffee mug I think or some sort of drink cup and I set it on his car oh and it was a Miata huh and it was a Mazda Miata how (laughs) dare you parked right in front backed in all fancy like Looking and sexy. And it happened to be the dude who was smoking, and he <laughs> let me have it. He's like, what are you doing? Don't disrespect this Miata. And I'm like, dude, it's a Miata. <laughs> so then I poured the drink on the car. Please, that's funny. That's no, I didn't funny. do that. But I learned to respect his car. I mean, he was not happy about it. No. Ended up being uh, a great dude. I hope he's uh, still I mean, he's not on the radio anymore yeah. locally, but I hope he's still out there and living a fun life of smoking camel lights. <laughs> so it looks driving like driving his Mazda Miata. Looks like you can pick up one of those bad boys for about 6800 bucks, buddy. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, no, it isn't a very is a very achievable dream. Let's go. Hell, we might just buy you one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we, you, can, we can probably do a GoFundMe and raise you a, a 91 Miata. Let's let's you know, maybe some miles on it. If you ever wanted to see me freak out more than I do about sports, that would be the way. Boy, I'm trying to imagine anyone freaking out over a used 90 Miata, but you know, hey, to each their own. The manufacturer of the door plug that was blown out in midair during an Alaska Airlines flight on Friday was the focus of a class-action lawsuit filed less than a month earlier with the complaint alleging that Spirit Aerosystems had experienced sustained quality failures in its products. Whoops. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. The complaint, initially filed in federal court in May and amended in December, was filed on behalf of investors in Spirit Aerosystems, which uh, they were originally a manufacturing unit of Boeing until it was spun off in 2005. Uh, now, I would like to point out that this company has no relationship with Spirit Airlines, so mm. do not connect those two. <laughs> Although, feel free if you'd or like if to. You want I'm, to. I'm not here to judge. I don't want to fly with these plugs, and I don't want to fly with Spirit Airlines either way. According to the suit, Spirit relies heavily on Boeing for orders and manufactures much of the aviation giant's jet fuselages. The lawsuit was earlier reported by the investigative publication The Lever. Isn't it? I swear, anytime there's something like this or... Anytime there's a shooting, which is like every other day, there's always like a thousand warnings that we just ignore. It's like, hey, uh, yeah, yeah, it always comes out later. Yeah, our products are failing, and we all know that they're failing. And then everyone's like, ah, we'll be fine until something happens. And we're like, ah, oh, damn it, we might have, might have looked into that. Good hey, old that, human nature. Hey, that dude that shot up the uh, the school in Iowa. Apparently, he was online telling everyone that he was going to shoot up a school. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, he actually did it. Oh, oh. Yeah, so Alaska and United, uh, 
they are two U.S. carriers who have they have Boeing 737 Max 9s, yeah. and they have since said that they found loose bolts inside several other door plugs on jets. So uh, oh, yeah, whatever. it's not really Boeing, yeah, as the, much as it is this the supplier. Yeah, and somebody said that we had a we had a a, a, a Boeing guy text in yesterday who said, and I'm paraphrasing, he said. Boeing standards, he goes, trust me, Boeing's um, safety standards are at the highest level. He said when you get into problems is when you have the subs yeah. and you sub out some of the work and th- some of those companies is well, when, and that's what it sounds like this issue is. Well, and it's like everyone does it. I remember when I was uh, ordering my, my, we got one of the new Ford Broncos a couple years back. And that's the, the problem is, is like with Ford doesn't make all of those. Like someone makes their roofs and someone makes their convertible tops and someone else makes their, you know, calipers and all that. And so, yeah, like you can have the best quality standards in the world, but if some dip ass that's, you know, that's, that's, you know, in in charge of a, of a part and you would think something like a plug, it just, you would think that that's not a big deal. But if the company's out there with their head up their arse, next thing you know, you got people being sucked out of airplanes. Yeah, they got a lot of... I'm reading through all the issues they allege with Spirit. It's uh, The list is long, um, but nothing specifically with door plugs. Mm. Okay, so this is just another thing they added to the list of... <laughs> just add one more. ...defective things that these guys did. Now, they have issued a statement. We should give them their say. <laughs> we've, done nothing, says, we've done nothing wrong. I, it says, strongly disagrees with the assertions made by plaintiffs in the amended complaint and intends to vigorously yes. defend against these claims... Spirit will not comment further no. as to the <laughs> pending litigation. We have done an internal investigation, and we're surprised with how awesome we really are. Yeah, they're saying the lawsuit alleges Spirit's problems were widespread, including the routine presence of foreign objects in Spirit products. Jeez. Oh, my God. Missing fasteners, peeling paint, poor skin quality. <laughs> This is an airplane I, parts company. I yeah. just have this idea God. of some, someone like with like one of these metal plugs, and then someone's like, "Uh, we're running short on the metal." I'm like, ah, just use plastic. Uh, so it's got a PVC pipe in there. Like, I don't know. I found some of this laying around. There's a carrot in one of the plugs. You're like, I don't know. Oh, there's been a couple of accidents because of mis like misused parts. Ah, kind of fits. Yeah, that's happened. <laughs> there have been repairs. Like, oh, that works, and then obviously it does not. Two specific manufacturing problems. The first involved a claim that Spirit had misdrilled holes on the 737 Max after, oh, on the 737 Max aft pressure bulkhead, which we all know what that is, of course. (laughs) Who doesn't? I I got three of those in my garage right now, and I'll tell you what, I'm not misdrilling those. The second alleged problem involves a defect relating to the tail fin fittings on certain aircraft all flagged by Boeing. Oof. Yeah, so Boeing caught it. Yeah. You know. Yep. So. It, is, it is amazing you think about the number of parts on an airplane that because I, I was reading a book once on the uh, on NASA and they were talking about the, the space shuttle and I don't remember it off the top of my head but it, it's something ridiculous like 80 or 90 thousand separate parts on the space shuttle that if one of them fails and like 60 or 70 percent of those are are like move hinges or you know a, a part of it that 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 has to be able to move and flex and if one of those parts fails it can lead to mission failure and i don't know if you know anything about the old space shuttle mission failure but no one comes back from that oh you mean like challenger like, yeah. like when they knew the o-rings yeah, were, it's, were it's faulty like, it's like terrifying Explosion. when you think about it. like you're getting on an airplane how many parts on an airplane that if one of those goes wrong 
whoops. It's it, it, it amazes me that more of this stuff doesn't happen. Because it just seems like it's just not... It goes against nature. That you have that big-ass metal thing, and it just goes up in the sky, and we take it for granted. You, know, you just say, ah, I'm going to Vegas, and I'm half drunk on the plane, taking Ambien. I trust it. It'll be fine. Leaving the Earth's crust to go fly to a different part of it. Ah, you'll be fine. No big deal. All right, that's in the news, Jan 10, 2024. Uh, the Hot 5 at 5 is coming up next, and if you're just tuning into your hot sports talk today, um, it is going to be a doozy. So, There's that. It's already been a doozy. Well, no, I'm saying, like, if you haven't, if you don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah. Imagine getting in your car at five and you've just been. The hot five is really, actually. It's, it's going to come in handy today. Let's put it Yes. That way. There's a yes, lot going on. There is. Big news. 458 on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.